Seeking the Wise Wise. With Aaron and Alexander discussing the just philosophy. Covering self-development, emotional processing, conscious relationships, and five levels of overall wellness. Wise, wise, inward journey, episode eight, the neighbors get together. It was Friday evening and dusk was setting in. Feeling rushed, Stevie and Stan walked towards their neighbor's house about 15 minutes late from the time on the invitation. They paused at the gate connecting the two yards. Stevie said, come on, Stan. Please at least pretend you want to be here and try to interact in the conversation from time to time, please. Stan replied, What do you want me to talk about? Oh, I know. How about the game I'm not going to get to see tonight? I'll talk about that. Stevie frustrated. Great, Stan. That's just great. Knock it off and be an adult for a few hours. Reaching the top of the neighbor's stairs, Knock, knock, Stevie exclaims verbally as she taps Rio's screen door lightly with her knuckles. Peering through the screen, anyone home? Sorry we're a little late. I, I, I mean, please pardon our tardiness. Stan scuffed. Why did you just say it like that? As Rio's face appeared through the screen, Rio said, Ha ha, listen to you, child. Nice correction. I see you remember our discussion around sorry. Come in, dear ones, and you must be Stan. The screen door screeched as it opened and closed. Rio continues, Welcome to our home. Please feel free to kick off your shoes and make yourselves comfortable. This is my partner, Haven. So lovely to have you here. Please, welcome. Follow me to the social room where we can sit. Can we offer you something to drink? Some tea, coffee, beer, or wine? As Stevie and Stan followed Haven, Stevie said, Yes, please, some green tea for me would be great. Stan shyly responded, Nothing for me, thanks. Rio headed to the kitchen as Haven, Stan, and Stevie continued towards a room connected to their back porch with a sliding glass door. As Stan and Stevie looked around, they both noticed many instruments. African masks, pictures of Jesus and the Buddha, Poetry and string lights lined the walls tastefully. Plants were everywhere, and a waterfall on a side table added to the ambiance. There was incense burning as well as rhythmic music playing low in the background. Stan quickly noticed there was what looked like a vintage vinyl stereo setup, old school style, with big speakers and a turntable and a receiver. Nice system! Is that a Sansui receiver? Haven says, well, sounds like you know your vintage stereo equipment. Are you a collector? Stan responds while staring at the floor. No, not really. Maybe sometime soon. Well, it's always so nice to have another music lover to connect with, Stan. Oh, and Stevie, what are you passionate about? Stevie paused for a moment. Oh, there's that question again. At that time, Rio entered the room. Stan, would you like the other glass of beer? No pressure. Rio handed Stevie her tea and Haven the other beer. Stan fumbling with words. Uh, uh, beer, sure, thank you. 
Rio says, Cheers, everyone, to new community and revisiting old friends. Now, Stevie, you were saying. Stevie exhales and replies, There's that question again. What am I passionate about? Well, you know what it's not? Being an administrative assistant. It's not being a suburban housewife. It's not being a plain Jane. It's It's not not being being this plain Jane. As she pointed to herself, Stevie's eyes welled up, sniffling. She pulled it together and said, You know what? Kids. I want to work with kids. Help kids in some way. I don't know. Maybe just be the big sister I never had. I just feel like I want to give back in some way rather than filing paperwork at the local dentist office. In response, Rio quietly suggested, Let's everyone sit and hold hands. Everyone close your eyes and hold an intention for Stevie to gain clarity on the subject of service to kids. After a few minutes passed, the record that was playing came to a stop. Everyone slowly opened their eyes. They released their hands and all four took a sip of their beverage before speaking. Haven spoke softly. Oh, I hope I didn't offend or pressure you with that question, Stevie. No, not at all. This is a subject that Rio and I touched on the first time we met. I also just had a wonderful experience of releasing Wednesday night around who I am and what I want to do. And you were there reminding me, Rio. Haven asked. Oh, Stan, any suggestions of what to play next? Please come over and look at the albums and pick one out for us. Stan says, sure. As he stood up, walked over and began thumbing through the fairly extensive collection, he then exclaimed as if surprised, Very impressive collection. And who is Dead Can Dance? Oh, by the way, I like this Ali Farcture that was playing as we came in. Okay, spirit chaser it is. Rio replies, Yes, one of my favorite Dead Can Dance records. Great choice, Dan. That will set the mood nicely. Stevie smiles and says, Nice job, babe. As Stan and Haven sat back down, Stevie pointed to a couple books open on the floor lying face down. Destiny cards and human design? What are those books about? She asked, looking in Rio's direction. Rio leaned forward, stretched, and reached for them. These are the astrological tools I use in my mentoring practice. Stevie excited, really? Like Virgo, Leo planets? I mean, I don't know what I'm talking about. Like tarot cards, maybe? As she chuckles a little embarrassed. (laughs) Rio replies, well, kind of. You're on the right track. These two systems utilize the planetary alignments at your moment of birth. I call it your cosmic makeup or path to your authentic self. Stevie eagerly asks, will you read mine, please? And Stan's too. Can you share a little about him as well? I have just recently started learning about and using tarot cards. Stan rolls his eyes as Rio replied. Well, no, this is quite different. I respect all paths and tools. Keep experimenting and learning. What's your birth info, Stevie? Stevie quickly replied. July 3rd, 1986, 1212 Asheville, North Carolina. Rio, oh, interesting, the 3-5, manifesting generator, queen of diamonds, ace of diamonds, powerful. And stands? Stevie continues, 
May 13, 1984, 9.25 a.m., Asheville, North Carolina. Rio quietly expressed, Well, he's a sensitive one. He's a 5-1 projector, 6 of diamonds and 8 of hearts. Rio continues to explain, Stevie, your 3-5 profile is typically very social, but carries a fear of confrontation with a heavy dose of creative energy or restlessness. You optimally need to try things out before committing as a manifesting generator. Your queen of diamonds may have some deserving issues, but you're here to exemplify high values of yourself and others. It is important that you are in alignment with your values. Consider making a list of priorities in your life. And Stan, you carry a deep level of intuition around what you value with that six of diamonds. You are a caring person, and relationships are very important to you as an eight of hearts. Rio further explains, Your eight of hearts brings in your sensitive side. Heart people are about relationships, intimacy, and communication. These people are very affected by their environment growing up. Fairness and equality is very important to these types of people. Your 5-1 profile brings in the fear of confrontation like Stevie with the 5 and a need for alone time with the 1. Insecurity is another aspect of the 1. The projector in you is very influenced by who you are around. They can lift you up or tear you down fairly quickly. Mind your environment to manage your moods and emotions. Stevie interjects, Louise, Stan, your mom, ringing any bells? Haven softly speaks. We love talking about all this stuff, but let's not get too heavy in our heads this evening. Maybe that's enough for now. How about some snacks and it's time to flip the record? What's next, Stan? Haven leaned over and whispered in Stan's ear. Oi, Stan, do you care to check the score of the game? Just a peek, love, and we'll be right back. Our secret. Follow me. As Haven and Stan ducked out of the room to check the score on the game, Rio and Stevie headed into the kitchen to put together some snacks and more drinks. The night continued for a couple of hours with light conversation, including laughter and few stories and a few friendly games of dominoes. Well, that turned into a lovely evening of fun and games, and we weren't sure how he was going to turn out at the end of the last episode with Stan and Stevie going out as she was kind of rushing him to get ready. So it's cool to see the whole experience, and even from Stan's point of view, I think he was a little surprised by it. Yeah, and I think that that's part of the message that we're going to get into is that sometimes if we give a situation an opportunity— We can be very surprised by a certain situation or a certain person, and it certainly looked that way because I really feel like Haven went above and beyond to make sure that he felt comfortable, and so uh, it seemed that it wrapped up, came all together, and they all seemed to have a good vibe. So I'm looking forward to hearing the discussion afterwards, maybe in an episode or two down the road, and see just what Stan and Stevie did take from this meeting. And I do just want to take a moment and... Send Alexander a little praise. He's been doing the music and the sound effects on all the stories. And if if you've noticed that the last two or three episodes have 
been legendary oh. from at least my perspective. And we've kind of come upon this effect where Alexander adds another voice. So there's two voices or even more, I think, if you get down to the, the engineering part of it, mm-hmm. overlapping. And we're using this effect to show when an emotional reaction is being shown in the physical form. Yes, and we want to do it from an artistic standpoint to keep the negative energy out of the story. So that's the intention of that effect is having that kind of like our inner child that's having that emotional reaction at a lower decibel or a lower volume level so that you still get the effect, but you don't have to pick up all of the so-called bad energy or bad vibes. So yeah, let us know if you have any sort of uh, opinions on whether you enjoy it or whether it's confusing or scary. (laughs) I just think we hit on something that nobody else is doing. Just that effect, I think, takes our stories to the next level. So interested to hear all of your uh, experiences out there. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So at the beginning of this one, we are starting off where we kind of left off from the last episode where you have Stevie and Stan going back and forth and there's some banter and it can seem like Stevie forces Stan to go. And of course, nobody can really force us to do anything, but I I think there is this kind of perspective in relationships nowadays where when there's an applied pressure, I think we feel like we have no choice in it. And I'm not saying like Stan should have put his foot down and said absolutely not, but I think this can just turn into more of a discussion about what maybe some healthier options are or just dissect some of this. And, you know, in the past, we've gotten into the sacrifice and compromise. I think it was episode six in the uh, Inward Journey series. We do have an actual episode in a more logical and linear form on this exact subject, which would be episode 97. But Alexander, come in here if you want to share anything on that. Yeah, so obligation, I think, is a word that fits that well. And yes, many times in most modern relationships, most people have been taught that there is this sacrifice and compromise in relationships. And I happen to feel very deeply that you are able to have a more intimate and complete, fulfilling relationship if you don't bring compromise and sacrifice in, it keeps the vibration a whole lot cleaner to where I call this let's make a deal type of relationships. Well, I will do this with you that I don't want to, but then you've got to do this with me that you don't normally want to. And we'll go a little bit deeper into the full extended version of different examples of that. But this is certainly a very typical type of situation to where one partner really wants to go be social and the other person or partner doesn't. And here they both carry some of that social vibrations as both being fives in the human design that we brought up. But Stan is just a little bit more reserved and he's not as social as Stevie is. And she's already met Rio, so she's excited. Stan's just going into the unknown. So, but I think he was surprised, like we said earlier, and I think it has an opportunity to open up his mind to possibly what Rio is sharing with Stevie, and it may even aid to bring them closer together down the road. And I do want to give Haven some props for seeming to go above and beyond to make sure that he was comfortable and, you know, showing a side that that they're not just into what Rio's into they're into the sports as well 
And so maybe that's going to be a, a nice connection for Stan as well. Yeah, I think something that you've said in a past episode around sacrifice and compromise was you get into keeping score. And of course, when you're keeping score, there's competition. Mm-hmm. And when there's competition or in a relationship, you're kind of exiting the consciousness of it and you're bringing in more of what you said where if, I mean, I guess <laughs> I guess the, you're bringing in the sacrifice and yeah, compromise. The let's make a deal yeah. stuff, yeah. 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 And then as they go to Rio's house and Rio answers the door, Stevie says something in an old way and then she corrects herself being aware that Rio is there and Stan notices and then asks why she said that, but then that kind of was left out. Like there was no response back from Stevie. But this kind of brings up a question for me is, was Stevie doing this because Rio inspired her to be more conscious about the things that she says, you know, be impeccable with your word? Or is she doing this to impress? Yes, looking for approval. And of course, Stan wasn't part of their original conversation. And it's around the apology or the style of apology of I'm sorry. And Stevie seems to have a habit of just saying that over and over. And Rio brought it up to her attention the first time they met. And so this is kind of a sensitive subject because when people start seeing you change your language or change your actions only around certain people, then that's normally you're looking for approval or they're looking for approval from them. But hopefully Stevie will take this to another level and want to bring that into her every day. And we can carry a little compassion for Stan and even in his scoffing at her because it sounded different. It was something that he had never heard her say that, pardon our tardiness. And so it's where in the beginning of certain levels of work and you're going through these changes, many times our partners aren't comfortable with that because they are worried about that influence and where that influence is going to take them. If there's something that kind of backfires where the other person in the relationship feels like that person's changing and the change is affecting their relationship for, you know, could be the negative, then that person is going to be blamed for bringing that energy in. Yes, very much. And that's where everyone taking full responsibility And that's even one of the pillars of emotional responsibility and accountability. Whether we're being influenced by someone or something external, that external should not be judged because it's still the person, the individual's responsibility of whether they allow that to influence them and whether it can be explained as to how it is benefiting them and possibly the relationship. So then we get into communication. So informing and maybe Stevie could have talked to Stan sometime over the last couple of weeks and mentioned just that she was working on this with this phrase, I'm sorry, and to find another way to apologize or to just ask the question, is an apology necessary at this time? Because again, a lot of people out there have gotten trained with that. It's a defense mechanism but they don't really realize what they're saying to their subconscious constantly. And I'm very bewildered anyway of how that phrase got attached to apologizing. But I do feel like that you can say it in a different way or do it in a different vibration. For me, an apology for myself that I like to share with people is to recognize what you did incorrectly or that you need to work on moving forward, how you're going to work on 
shifting that vibration, that language or whatever it is, and then where you want to be optimally as to be completely done with that word or phrase or just be completely rejuvenated and renewed it with a whole different phrase and different meanings. So there is a way to apologize on a much more conscious level, and that's through normally what we call the three R's is you recognize the person, the place, or the thing. You respect it by stopping the judgment, and then you simply redirect it. So in this case, when we see something that we've done so-called wrong, we just want to recognize it. We want to respect it by stopping the judgment and then just redirect the energy in a more beneficial direction. And I have a personal experience of how Stevie met Rio and the energies of wanting to change came in and how that affected her relationships. This is similar to the way I met you, Alexander. And in the complete conversation, I'll share uh, an experience that I've had and how that affected my relationships to give more insight on this. When the question of passion came up again from Rio, Stevie kind of had a little bit of an emotional reaction as she was saying probably something that she's been thinking for a while since the original question came up. And again, like I could resonate with this when there's some frustration around maybe yourself, maybe your life, you know, because this question has allowed her to reflect on a lot and a lot of what she's unhappy with in her life. And I think there's some inspiration, but also maybe some self-induced pressure to make a change and find a way to change it because she's not happy. And I think sometimes the more we dig, the more we find out how unhappy we are. And we Mm -hmm. may have just been stuck in a subconscious loop and now we're kind of breaking out of it. So she was initially just discussing what that question has brought up for her. And then it kind of got to a, a point where you could tell some more emotion was coming out of it. Yes, and I think that just turned into frustration, and a lot of people experience that when they first wake up, so to say, or start seeing things in life differently, and as you said, it can create an avalanche once you start uh, digging into what doesn't serve you, and that's kind of where it seemed like Stevie had gotten here, is that I don't feel like she's angry or really that upset, but just frustrated at just maybe how long she's been doing nothing. And now she's so ready to do something. And so to all you listeners out there that are going through shifts, remember gradual changes over long periods of time equals lasting results. And we've been taught way too often to make things happen way too fast and expect things to happen way too fast. And so just chop your wood, carry your water, and time will take care of the rest of it. And Rio recognizes that Stevie is having this emotional reaction or maybe the change in energy that this question has brought up in her. And I noticed that she kind of redirected the energy of Stevie and everybody to a more grounded activity where they sat down and held hands. Yes, and that was a great example of the three R's. And just coming together sometimes can help an emotional person that seems to be going in a downward spiral to connect with people that are grounded and centered. And I think that was a great example of shifting the vibration. So it seems like Rio and Haven, they were very aware of the energies that Stevie and Stan were kind of putting off in their environment in this experience. And I don't know if Stevie had maybe somehow had a conversation with Rio at some point in between them getting the invitation and them arriving on that Friday evening. 
but it seemed like Haven knew that Stan was into sports. We don't know what he was wearing. Maybe he was wearing the hat of the local sports team, and mm-hmm. and maybe it was intuitive play on her behalf. But it seemed like they did a lot to manage the energy of the room and the situation and to diffuse any sort of maybe even judgments that Stan may have had. I mean, they knew this is the first time they're meeting him, and I mean, the world has judgments. And in the story, we... We learned through Stan and Stevie's eyes the description of the house that they're in and all the musical instruments and the incense. And you kind of can feel like, okay, this is like a stereotypical judgment that we can place on these people. They're Mm -hmm. more like the hippie crowd. They're probably, would you say, they're in their 50s? I don't know if we've ever talked about their age. Um, So they're kind of like older hippies, and so you can kind of like place judgments. And that's probably what Stan was doing. I mean, I think we all inherently do it. It's just... You know, some people are just better at telling those thoughts that now is not the time and being open and aware to take in the whole experience. And I think when Haven asked Stan if he wanted a beer, I think that kind of shocked him a little bit because he was like, these people drink beer? I just thought internally that it seems like Haven and Rhea are just well-balanced. They don't have judgments. Mm -hmm. And I think that's kind of... Uh, there's like this when we get into the judgments of the hippie we kind of look at okay they dress a certain way they do certain things they have certain decorations but that in itself is kind of like a judgment placed on them that they judge other things and so it was good to see a well-rounded perspective on the world and that's kind of what we talk about on the just philosophy is being Mm -hmm. neutral and for them not to have beer or to consider that anybody else would would not drink beer would be, you know, having a preference or having a judgment on other people. But it was just good for me to see that, wow, these people are very neutral about a lot of things. And yes, accepting. yes. And obviously they are energetically sensitive and maybe they're just well versed at dealing with new people, judging them in this way. And I think it's very important to them to represent that non-judgment and that well-roundedness and showing that, Two people can be together, that one is really into this deep, more metaphysical stuff, and another one may not be as quite as deep into it and still into sports and, yes, maybe drinking some alcohol and things like that. So showing the diversity that conscious relationships don't have to be just like two people doing the exact same things the exact same way, that the diversity is important as well. And so, again, we look forward to getting deeper and deeper into the extended version and uh, dissecting this subject and many more that we've already discussed. And one more thing before we transition into the complete conversation of this episode. Alexander, we did finally hear the human design and the destiny cards come up in the actual story. And for those who aren't aware that we use these two tools within the Just Philosophy, do you want to give a little brief overview of what they are? Yeah, sure. The Destiny card system is really based off of 10,000-year-old Egyptian numerology using the suits and the cards to differentiate aspects of different people. And that system's really good at showing your personality side 
and your higher self. And sometimes we need to leave part of our personality behind to step into that higher self. And then the human design is a great system to help you to understand the subtle energies, the energetics of how you're affected by the world and how the world affects you. So that's just a brief overview of those two systems, but combined, they carry quite a wallop in understanding how to get to our authentic selves. And if you are wondering at home while listening to this, what your human design and destiny cards are, feel free to reach out to Alexander. You can head over to thejustphilosophy.com and there's a contact form there. You can shoot an email to him there and you'll be able to learn more about your energetic blueprint. Yeah, so let's get together and journey, beautiful people. Thank you for listening to this free version of our Inward Journey story series. To hear the complete conversation and go deeper into how these characters can bring in more consciousness utilizing the tools and techniques of the Just Philosophy, head on over to wisewisepodcast.com and become a premium member. You'll get to hear all of our complete conversations and begin your self-development journey with us. We honor your dedication to self-growth, overall wellness, and continuing to ask the wise wise. And remember, gradual changes over long periods of time equals lasting results. Continue on your self-growth journey by visiting thejustphilosophy.com where you are able to connect personally by booking a private consultation with Alexander in person, by phone, or Zoom. Uncover your authentic self more easily with a human design or destiny card consultation. Here you will gain information about your energetic makeup, personality, and your higher self, as well as navigating your way through your relationships. There are also multiple types of reports available for purchase that help you gain insight into your career, relationships, and opportunities for self-growth. The site also allows you to view a calendar of Alexander's live performances and class schedule, peruse other products such as shirts, CDs, and finally, the revolutionary VibroTune vibrational sound therapy tables. These contoured therapy tables allow you to bathe in a vibrational sonic bath of frequencies, bringing you into alignment on all levels. You will be feeling and hearing calming music synced through vibration and frequency. So again, you can grab all this goodness at thejustphilosophy.com, T-H-E-J-U-S-T-P-H-I-L-O-S-O-P-H-Y.com. The Just Philosophy, as discussed in this podcast, has been developed by Alexander over the last 25 years in his personal studies, private practice, and professional environment. The information discussed is intended for educational purposes only and is not meant as a replacement for conventional medicine. Just remember, knowledge plus experience equals wisdom. Seek the wise. We want to thank you for working on you. Keep shining your light and refining your vibe.